as easy as the touch of a button, the message of life on 657 AM. It is 657 AM Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. I'm Spongi Lemufuking and I'm with you up until 11 o'clock. Do you remember that at 11 o'clock we have Germany, Yanni Pelso with Perspective. And um, yes, at 12 o'clock, Ayanda Nenemba comes through with uh, Heart to Heart. But right now I am joined by Dr. Abel Tlailani on his Besukmet, Dr. Tlailani. And yes, we've already greeted, we are talking about cholera in South Africa. Um, and I said to Dr. Tlailani, we thought that it's over. We thought that there's no longer cholera. So when we heard of cholera, it was like, huh? Because I don't even think parents do or, or people do even talk about cholera. Yeah. yeah, people don't talk. We talk about um, HIV. We talk about cancer. Uh, we talk about COVID-19. This yeah. has been the talk of the town now. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, the, the new kid in the block yeah. called COVID-19. Marcolera. <laughs> so you say it has always been there. It's just that we've been silent about yeah, it. Yeah, we've just been silent about it. Okay, while cholera is not really an endemic in South Africa, health officials have called for vigilance and uh, hygiene uh, amid the uh, fears of this local transmission that we've experienced. Look, we've got about the five mm. uh, cases of which already we've lost one patient. Uh, I didn't hear about the losing. Yeah, I just lost heard, one patient yeah. already to, to cholera. No, uh, so was it in the Western Cape? I think there was a child who was infected and they yeah, traveled and somewhere. What do you call yeah. it? And the meaning, something like that. Okay, name. yeah, yeah. I think it's a close name. Yeah, like yeah. Not a kabecha though. No, no, not a kabecha. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I remember that one that we had two cases there and we had some cases here in Pretoria as well. Yeah. And then right. we're in Pumalanga as in well. Pumalanga too, yeah. Two in Pumalanga, one in Pretoria, Pretoria and two yeah, that right. side as yeah. well. Sure. Right. So it is there. Mm. We have to be very vigilant and then it shouldn't catch us with our pants down, you know. But now it, it, it was connected to them traveling to another country. Okay. No, these ones didn't travel. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we know that uh, that could cause it. Okay. You know, traveling intercontinental, you know. Intercountry, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, corona is not an endemic yet in South Africa. Okay, and it's then, an endemic uh, way in other countries. Uh, yeah, okay. in other countries. Now, the term endemic, epidemic, and pandemic. Mm-hmm. Let me just explain them. Mm. And when we say uh, a disease is endemic, mm. that's when <clears throat> it is regularly occurring within a confine of a community. Mm. Let's say maybe in Mamiloli or in mm. uh, in. Uh, so or mm. <coughs> the people there keep <coughs> being yeah. infected by yeah. the same the same organism. Yeah. yeah. Then we see it's endemic, mm. and then if it is epidemic, that is now when it is uh, widespread. Mm. You know, causing uh, problems in a certain community. Mm. It should be widespread, and then, uh, as I said, uh, uh, in South Africa. It's not endemic yet. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last outbreak in this country, it was some in 2008-2009. And then uh, where 12,000 cases were reported following an outbreak in neighboring countries like Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we got it from Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. and then uh, which left uh, uh, a surge of uh, important cases and uh, subsequently local transmission mm-hmm. started spreading around 
you know, from that time. That was mm. 2008, 2009. Mm. But otherwise, then it, it all went quiet until recently when uh, it came back. Now, sure. what is cholera? Mm. Now, cholera is an acute diarrhea. I mean, let's say, uh, diarrheal infection caused by ingestion of food or water contaminated by this bacteria, which is called Vibro cholera. Why do you not say uh, I, I, whenever I thought of cholera, yeah. I I know diarrhea and all that, but for some reason I connected with water. I think I think somehow I class I classified bilhazia and okay, <laughs> cholera in waterborne in one. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> cholera is waterborne. Typhoid is waterborne. Yes, and then uh, there are other waterborne bacterial infestations that they present with diarrhea. Mm. But now this one. Mm. It's watering, and mm. then it can progress so fast that the patient can be dehydrated in no time. Mm. In about in less than ten hours, you can be so dehydrated that you can get sequelae, you know, adverse sequelae of dehydration like uh, heart failure or kidney failure or delirium. You know, because immediately you become dehydrated, your brain is going to run short of water mm. and it's going to run short of uh, nutrients, and then you're going to be delirious, and then. You know, if you are not treated quickly, mm. you can demise very easily. Hmm. So, um, what, what is treated quickly? Uh, reach the uh, the ER, like quickly. as in as in like as soon as as soon as you get that watery diarrhea, yeah, and feeling dizzy and other things. You know, like uh, if it, it, it's very profuse, mm. the diarrhea, mm. or if you are already starting to vomit. And then if you are already uh, becoming thirsty when you are not even a diabetic, and then uh, when you get some stomach cramps mm. in the presence of that watery diarrhea, mm-hmm. then uh, you should uh, uh, visit your, your okay. hospital quickly so that you can be rehydrated, you see. That? Mm-hmm. It's very simple to treat it. Mm. It's rehydration. Replace oh. the fluid which has been lost. And... Oh. The big thing that we shouldn't be doing as medical practitioners, I don't know, mm. but my prof told me, microbiology prof told me that mm. cholera, diarrhea, don't stop it. Let it run its course as long as you're pumping fluids in. Oh. Because immediately you stop it. You are just harboring those uh, uh, cholera bacteria. in. The, so they in, brew. Yeah, they brew and brew and brew and then they're just going to explode on you. So let it out. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I took you from explaining what it is now to... <laughs> Okay, now do, 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 those, those are the symptoms that I've just described that you mm. should be aware of and then uh, should prompt you to visit your, 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 your health uh, practitioner. It, it doesn't it sound like normal diarrhea though? No, no, no. It's very profuse and it's watery. Mm. You know? mm. you do we know the color? Or the color can be a the normal color can, can f- be physical yellow, stew? Yeah, physical, okay. yeah. yeah. But now, if they're blue... Then it means uh, you've gone to another level now. Could it be that there's blood now? There's blood inside there. And then it means the, the, the mucosa is becoming eroded. <coughs> so you have to go to the hospital. Don't okay. wait and see. Mm. Shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay. So, because that's what we do. You, you rush to do mutswako. Yeah, that's right. And, and maybe another person might be asking themselves, what are we talking about when we're talking mutswako? Are we talking about the sugar and salt water salt, yes, um, right. that that we normally give to somebody who's got diarrhea? Diarrhea, that's yeah, right. Or vomiting. Or vomiting, yes. Yeah. If he can retain, you know, because uh, if he vomit, he'll drink that thing and then just vomiting. The whole thing again. Yeah, again. Out. Now, cholera is extremely uh, virulent disease that uh, can cause severe acute watery diarrhea. It, it takes a bit 12 hours and 5 days for a person um, to show symptoms after ingesting this contaminated um, um, food or water. Now, it affects both children and adults and can kill within hours if not treated. Hmm. So it's very important. Now, most people infected with this virus do not develop any symptoms, although the bacteria are present in their feces for hmm. about 1 to 10 days. Hmm. And then after the infection has been shared back into the environment, potentially infecting other people. So you can still be infected, not symptomatic, for about 1 to 10 days, and then this you'll still be shedding this uh, uh, bacteria to other people who are not infected now that is it's very, contagious very contagious yeah but fortunately it can't be transmitted from one person to another it has to go into the water uh, then that person should take the contaminated water or contaminated food that's why we encourage hand wash washing. your hands yeah. that's very important you know I just said people are surprised I said 90% of all these infections can be stopped mm. by just uh, washing uh, washing your hands. hands. You know? mm. Wash your hands before preparing food. Wash your hands after preparing food, and mm. try try not to contaminate yourself on people's just to, to try. You know, there's a new way that I've seen people do now, uh, ever since COVID nineteen. Yes. People don't use soap and water anymore. Most people that I, <laughs> that I well, fortunately, I mean, we have gone out of this uh, uh, pandemic. Yes, um, but because we don't, we, don't, we don't diagnose it. I haven't diagnosed <laughs> it for the past month or so. But because because of COVID, you know, you do something for twenty eight days, it becomes part of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've seen people not washing their hands with soap and water, you know, singing the happy birthday song That's twice. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now I, I, I'm seeing more and more people using your alcohol based um, sanitizers. Yeah, that's equally. Is, is it still okay? Yeah, still very okay. Because I've seen people using that and then touching food immediately after that. Yeah, but uh, if you touch food with. Uh, uh, sanitized hands uh, I don't think it's really good because mm. uh, you're just going to leave the sanitizer in the food especially if you're not which can also food. affect your tummy yeah okay and then you're going to get a chemical reaction from the, 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 the sanitizer uh -huh. so I, I wouldn't encourage that if you're going to handle food then you can sanitize mm. no wash rather wash your, your mm. hands because washing with soap you end up having to clean that soap with pure water mm. and then you won't have any problems mm. and others mm. when they come out from the ladies you know the gents they just go to the tap and they do like this you know just uh, have droplets yeah in that's right that's right <laughs> so yeah. we need to go back to what we have learned during COVID wash wash our hands yeah yeah okay let's let's look at the key facts about this disease now uh, most of these infected will have 
low or mild symptoms and can be successfully treated with oral rehydration solutions. And we've got a lot of them in the market. You can visit your pharmacy uh-huh. and then they can dispense you. We've got lots of hydration solutions in there. Now, a global strategy on cholera control, uh-huh. you know, that is ending cholera. Uh, the roadmap is to 2030 with a target to reduce cholera deaths by 90%. Uh-huh. This was launched in 2017. So that is the aim. The World Health Organization is aiming at the eliminating cholera. Mm-hmm. Now, researchers have uh, estimated that each year there are 1.3 to 4 million cases of cholera and 21,000 to 143,000 deaths worldwide due to this disease. Mm-hmm. Which uh, uh, th- These are very high figures. So we need to talk about it and then make people aware of it. Mm. Now, cholera is an acute diarrheal disease that can kill within hours if left untreated. That is the most important statement, that one. If we don't treat it, you just, you know, deteriorate and then you can easily die. Provision of safe water and sanitation is critical to prevent and control the transmission of the cholera and other waterborne diseases like uh, typhoid. Mm. So uh, it's very important that we should have our sewer up to scratch. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen in social Google there's a leakage of sewers. Yes. You report it. Sometimes you have to even jump over the jump water over, as right. you're walking on the streets. Mm-hmm. And it's not only in social Google, in many townships I've seen that. Yo. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, <laughs> the, the, you know, so the, it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> they repair it today, tomorrow it's open again. <laughs> no, okay, fine. But uh, that's the municipality's responsibility, I think. Mm. As long as we report, and then they have to come out. But uh, that can brood things like yeah, cholera. Yeah, a lot, yeah. We can, we can get infected by those, that because that's contaminated uh, uh, water. Mm. Now, severe cases will need uh, a rapid treatment with intravenous fluids and antibiotics. But uh, there's two schools of thoughts uh, when it comes to antibiotics. Some mm. people say antibiotics are not so helpful, mm. but others think, okay, fine, it is helpful, especially if it's a severe case. Uh, yeah. case yeah. Mm. But I believe that uh, if you rehydrate the patient, you know, the immunity will kick in and then uh, you'll be all right. Because a patient who's not well hydrated, the immunity is also not so well armed. Mm. Now, we've got uh, uh, vaccines, which are fortunately not injected. They're orally. There's three types of them that uh, have been identified. So uh, the vaccine should be used in conjunction with improvements in water and sanitation uh, to control cholera outbreaks and for prevention in areas known to be of a high risk for this cholera thing. So vaccines are there, which we can uh, institute to patients. But um, once you're infected, the vaccine doesn't work anymore because mm. the vaccine is there to prime your your what you call your, your your immunity to produce antibodies, so that when the disease comes, then you can take care of it. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. And then I don't know, you know, the history of uh, this thing eh, of cholera. Now, during the 19th century, cholera spread across the world. Uh, 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 from the original uh, reservoir which was in India the Ganges of India Mm. 
now, six subsequent pandemics killed millions of people across all continents, you know, starting from Egypt up to Cape Town. And then I'm not sure about the other countries because this was identified mostly in, in Africa, the continent of Africa. Mm-hmm. Now, and India, of course, you know, which is the Middle East. Now, the current, which is the seventh pandemic, the one that we are in now, mm-hmm. the seventh pandemic since 1961. Mm. You see how old this uh, disease is. Mm. Some of the young generation, okay, 1961. We were not there. You were not there. You see that? The cholera was there. Yeah. And then uh, it reached Africa in 1971 and the Americans in 1991, but it wasn't so severe, you see. Mm. They only got it in 1991 in America. Mm. And then they are really professionals in having to treat their cholera. And then uh, cholera is now endemic in many countries. It's no longer pandemic, you know. It's just isolated, sporadic incidences here and there. Yes. Yeah. So at least if uh, you've got your sanitation, your water sanitation well, and then uh, you teach your community how to take care of themselves when Mm. you prepare food, when uh, you're from the bathroom, try to wash your hands Mm -hmm. with soap and water. Don't (coughs) don't just... (coughs) Sorry. Don't just uh, let the, the, the tap roll on your fingers and then think you've, <laughs> you've, you've washed, washed your yeah. hands. That's what I've observed too, you know, <laughs> when you go into the, the men's uh, Hey, I don't know. After, after, you know, I thought that people would be extra careful, extra whatever, you know, hygienic. Yeah. I, especially after what we've gone through with COVID. I mean, it taught us the importance. Yeah. Of hygiene, of hygiene, good hygiene. It's very, very important, really. Mm. But uh, how do we prevent now? Let's thing? take a break. Okay, and then so. let's come back and prevent. C- can I request a song? Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, by uh, Danny McCatlin. I know you don't want me to, to ask for the overseas. <laughs> Creating me a clear heart. Oh, creating me a clean heart. Oh, yes. God. Uh, that is Donny McClacken. Yes. And it's a request right there by uh, Dr. Abel Trailani. And uh, yes, here we go. The life at 657 AM. 657 AM. It is 657 AM. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. I'm Spongy can give you the sounds of Donny McClacken. Create in me a clean heart. And yes, I am not alone. I'm with Dr. Abel Tlailani. We're talking about cholera, the outbreak of cholera uh, that we've heard of. But I love the fact that uh, Dr. Tlailani says, no, 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 no. Um, you can relax, you know, but take precautionary 
measures. Yeah, yeah. and in South Africa, it's not even an endemic. It's not even a, an epidemic. Yeah. So take precautionary measures. Mm. And so, yeah, family, if you'd like to talk to us, be it you want to ask your questions on what we're talking about today, cholera with Dr. Tlailani, you can call in 012-334-1322 or be it you want to ask something medical whilst the doctor is still here, you can um, ask your questions and yes, we will minister unto you 012-334-1322 alternatively you can send us a whatsapp or telegram on 082-657-2729 it's 082-657-2729 you can also drop us an sms on 37871 37871 which will cost you 150 whilst the doctor is here once you ask your questions after doctor asking <laughs> ah, I don't want to account doctor Leland will say I am the doctor <laughs> yeah okay let's talk about prevention Preventing and control it. as a doctor right? mm-hmm. okay <laughs> now, now this prevention basically it should be a multifaceted approach uh, which is a key thing okay. in color, uh, to reduce death mm. now a combination of surveillance you know water okay just hold it right there dr Tlailani. let's take a family member on the line hi family how are you Hello, hello, this is Hello. Hey, someone hey. over glass. Ah, the back Good job. Good my friend, man. Good job, Well, I'm, I'm learning a, a lot from your WhatsApp, man, man. Oh, sure. Thanks. Yeah. Try so hard. You know, uh, uh, the question I wanted to ask is, because now there's load shading mm-hmm. and what, and the people in the because food is expensive, if your chi- your chicken made it is off, and the next thing they'll say, ah, wash it with vinegar, and it will be right. Can, can off uh, off food meat like uh, cause cholera? All right. Uh, do, you, do you have a question for Babu? No, no. What what meat? Like I, I couldn't get that. Last. He's asking what meat, Babu Vilagazi, the, like the chicken, the beef, what? Okay, fine. Uh, sometimes you find that because of blood shedding, maybe chicken is uh, is off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I had, I, had, I had one man saying that I oh, need to take lentil wash and vinegar, but I can't <laughs> take us. All right. All right. Just let's release okay. Babu Vilagazi first. Babu Vilagazi, yeah. is that all? <laughs> and then, the next thing here, we've got the problem, as you've mentioned, drainage system on our street here. Uh-huh. Every time you find that it's it's three days and they take time to and you'll find young boy playing soccer next to this mm, mm, mm. okay yeah yeah right. so you want you want to hear what is is if there's any danger in doing that if they can contract cholera from that all right yeah and another thing why yes. the drainage system is, is what can we use meanwhile to to, to prevent ourselves ah <laughs> okay neighbors they don't care yeah they take it this because if it's watching they'll come out with little babies and stand to this Eesh. with yeah, yeah. No, thank you so much, Babu Vilagazi. Let's hear what the doctor has to say. Okay. Um, have uh, a great one, Baba. All right. Uh, thank uh, you. Have a great one, Doctor. Thank you, Mr. Vilagazi. Thanks for the messages that you send me too. Eh? The really thank you, uh, sir. God bless you. Thank you. The story, my God. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the first question is the first is question. The vinegar. vinegar. Yeah, vinegar does help. Mm. And then uh, because you know it's uh, so alkaline and that thing. Uh, it's, it's, it's acidic, then it kind of neutralizes whatever is growing there, and then it will kill the cholera. Okay. Or any other 
bacteria, bacteria that yeah, might it be. It can survive. The but how far of... should the off be? Because well, there are others which are really off that should be discarded. You should you know? just yeah, you should throw just it throw away. away yeah. Should 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 it be like okay? I've noticed that sometimes the food might be off and there'd be water coming out from the food and there is that there's sometimes where food is off there's no water that comes out but you can smell man something no, just, no, no, no. immediately there is a smell then they just discard it because no smell means it's a bacteria yeah remember bacteria so don't eat yeah once don't there's eat smell so. don't well, eat once there's a smell then don't eat and even if there is some water there uh. because there are some organisms which produce water as they metabolize whatever they are eating there yeah see? so vinegar won't do there no 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 if but there's smell and there's water, yeah, don't, don't, okay. don't, don't try to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, just so uh, only use vinegar when you suspect that um, the something might have happened to the meat yeah. because there was load shedding. That's right. You are suspecting, but there's no smell. That's there is right. no water coming out from That's the right, food. Yes. Okay, all right. Yeah. And then the second question. The is second a, question, yeah, uh, for the drainage it, system. The drainage system. Well, this one is very difficult to really solve. The, the, the local authorities should come to the party. Fortunately, now we've got a new, well, I'm talking about Swani, we've got a new um, mayor. Mayor. I hope he'll make a difference to what uh, we've always been complaining about sewage. I'm talking about social movie myself. Mm, mm, mm. I'm telling you, this thing is so. Now, now he's asking if children are playing around that sewage waste. No, they will definitely be infected. They are soak up yeah. all, and then it falls. It, then they pick it up, and then they don't even wash their hands. Yeah. So what happens? Should should we say that when children are going, have gone out to play, when they come back, the first thing they do wash their they hands, wash take their off their clothes, yeah. and if they can even take a bath, take a bath. Take a bath, yes. Okay. And then we should have a dedicated playground. Hmm. Which I don't know if uh, we we do have the resources to create such environments in our country, hmm. but I've seen in if if you go for instance into 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 an estate, you don't see children playing around in the street. Hmm. They've got a dedicated place, you know, where they they they. I know I know in some of the areas and I think this is something that you know communities also can ask and talk to the schools around in Mabopani in Block C I've seen children using the grounds the school ground as a playground that's right yeah but but there are security guards who are watching so yeah but they're using that space as a playground and the schools have, have agreed that they can use those playgrounds, um, as, as I mean, those grounds yeah. for soccer as playgrounds for the children That's of the right. community. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> he also says, what can we do? Because sometimes even adults would come out and you find they're just walking over the, the, that water and all that with little children. But he says, what, what could we use? So it's just to say when you've come out and you've touched or you've passed out, um, I mean, you've passed on such, make yeah. sure that you wash your hands. Make sure that you wash, you, you know, you wash yeah, yourself and, and your children. Also have a sanitizer in your bag, you know, uh-huh. so that the, it's time maybe you touch something suspicious, you just sanitize yourself. But all this thing, I think it will be answered with the community engagement. Yeah. Yeah. You know, community engagement means that the people and uh, communities are part of the process of developing and implementing programs huh. within that community. Local cultural practices and beliefs.
are central to this promoting uh, promoting this action such as uh, the adoption of protective hygiene yeah. measures such as hand washing mm. soap safe preparation and storage of food and safe disposal of the feces of children after changing the diaper or something mm. like that and then the funeral practices also you know for individuals who die from cholera to prevent infection among the attendees of the funeral mm. you know i think it's more of a community involvement that should encourage this thing so that we can prevent the spread uh, of uh, co- cholera. Cholera. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree, Dr. Leyland. I, I fully agree with you on that. It will take a community yeah. um, to report even and to even ask, can you what's happening mm, yeah, with right. the municipality? Demand answers. That's but that right, it's yeah. now something that is um, to a community. Somebody asked the question, can cholera... Um, you know, can somebody um, have cholera from s- sm- smelling in um, rotten stuff from the waste that is near their house or around their space? No, no, no. it doesn't uh, transmit that way. You have to be in contact with contaminated mm. water or food. So even if the yeah, air no, no, is contaminated, not it's, it's not or airborne, it's yeah. waterborne. It's waterborne. Yeah. All right. Um, now, you, Babu Vilagazi asked something about food. Um, I've heard um, at some point when um, we were taught about HIV and how to um, uh, make sure that you eat the right food, right. you do not have diarrhea if you right. have contracted HIV, right. uh, that you have to make sure your your eggs are boiled, you oh, know, yeah. hard boiled, because we love, uh, some of us love Afghan, ha- uh, yeah. yeah, and make sure that your meat is well done. Well done yeah. Uh, not not half cooked. I think they say it's rare. Yeah. I think they say it's rare. When you slice it, there's a little bit of redness there and some water coming out from it. When, when so, but you are taught to cook it and until it's well done. Yeah. So, um, can we get cholera also from let's say contaminated food that was not well, well boiled? Yeah. Okay. Now there, cholera doesn't play that much part there. Okay. What Please, most part there, mm. it's a it's a salmonella typhi. It's mm. another bacteria, like something like E. coli of some sort. Yeah, it's like E. coli, but E. coli is more on the uh, urogenital. Yes. While this uh, typhoid, cholera, uh-huh. uh, salmonella, they are all on the you know intestinal. Uh huh. Yeah. So cholera doesn't so much, you know. Uh, come to cause problems unlike the salmonella typhi okay. which uh, is more in fact more fatal mm. than the cholera mm. so yes. will cholera die in, in the boiled water yeah no it will oh, die okay. Yeah. Okay. so uh, we've got all these organisms that uh, we should always be protecting by ourselves off. from yeah. by washing our hands and preparing our food well mm. you know mm. I don't believe in have done meat they say it's giving more proteins on it. Actually it's not it's killing you in the sense that the, the purines which are produced from, from that meat mm. will cause you arthritis like gout. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I would encourage people to really cook their food well. Mm. Yeah. Don't mm. do half done. Mm. And prepare it with washed hands. Yeah, prepare it with <laughs> washed hands, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I've I seen hope people, I've answered that question. Yeah, because I've seen people just getting in and just grabbing an apple. 
<laughs> you know, without even washing. Without even washing it. Yeah. 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 Now, uh, so we're still on the prevention. We we were not done with the prevention. Yeah. Okay. On the prevention, we just have to to approach it uh, in a in a global way. You know, combination of surveillance, mm. water sanitation and hygiene, social mobilization, as I've said, and then treatment and oral uh, 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 cholera um, vaccine. Mm. Yeah, which I said is just oral. You know, you give it, uh, uh, there should be three doses. Mm. Uh, the less than five years, you can give two doses, mm. uh, two weeks in, in uh, apart. And then with adults, five years and upwards. Can somebody take this um, when they're just about to travel to another country? Yeah, we think so. Because uh, we know that uh, cholera, it's also a traveling disease. So that's why there are some other people who take this vaccine before they travel. But it has to be a uh, country which is known to be having that. Like if you go to India, mm. they are going to force you to take a cholera vaccine. Okay. Because we know it's right there. And if you go to Asia, Southeast Asia, mm. that's also cholera. Should we be taking um, also black p- the charcoal pills with us when we go to these countries? Just <laughs> drop into the water. You know, to purify? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Uh-huh. You can still, because I or, know that... Or they, take a purifier. Purify. Yeah, you can take a purifier. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. But this charcoal, I'm not sure. I wouldn't like to comment on that. Uh-huh. Because charcoal has got its own problems when it reaches your body, too. You see that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, uh, surveillance is also very good. And then uh, good hygiene, uh-huh. social mobilization, encouraging, uh, even, you know... Health uh, professionals or nurses can go to schools just to go and preach good hygiene, that uh, washing hands and you know going back to the community. Yeah, mm. that those are the things that uh, uh, should be approached to prevent and control the mm. spread of this uh, uh, bacteria. Mm. And then remember, it's not a virus; it's a bacteria. <laughs> okay, so it may not be so much airborne, but it's more waterborne. Mm. Yeah. Now, water and sanitation interventions are very important. Now, the long-term solution to cholera control lies in economic development and uh, universal access to the drinking water and adequate sanitation. Now, we've got load shedding nowadays. Moenohori, you know, the pumps, I'm told, they're not working well, and then the water gets stagnant in the dams, and then when, they, when, they, when the power comes back, and then only then can they the pumps uh, pump the water to mm, different mm. Should we start so, boiling so, our water? Yeah. So I would encourage that people should just boil water, even if it's from tap. I know our tap water is first class. Mm. But, uh, you know, to be on the safe side, let us just uh, 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 boil our water before we use them. Mm. And actions targeting environmental conditions will include uh, implementation of adapted long-term substance wash solutions to ensure use of safe water like uh, you can uh, there is this uh, solution that is put in the water mm. especially people who are uh, making uh, purified water by reverse osmosis there is a mm. solution that mm. they put in there mm. Mm. Yeah, just to clean up mm. the, the, the what you call the water and basic sanitation and good hygiene practices in cholera hotspots is very important very very important and I don't know if uh, there could be some, I mean, uh, some other things that I could have left behind. But mm. uh, you can I think I'm paranoid. 
Are you paranoid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's good to be paranoid, I'll see that. Really? Because, yeah, it's a safety measure. Yeah, I know, I think I'm paranoid. You know, I I, I always ask myself, uh, who washes the, you know, in our toilets, you would have um, that container that you press and then either foam will come out yeah. from there and um, either foam or soap will come out and then you wash your hands. So I, I always ask myself, who washes that container? Um, I know I do. You know, when when I wash my hands, I also wash the container and the tab. Yeah. <laughs> but when I also come out from the toilet, I don't want to touch the door. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know I what? We solve that. Yeah. Like I won't mention the hospital I'm working at, but I won't mention. The yes. <laughs> Everything there. Yeah. It's uh, uh, sanitized. No, no. Okay. It's uh, what do you call this thing where you don't touch things. Oh, When you yes. open the door to the bathroom, it yes. opens for you. You don't touch anything. And then the tap, you just uh, there is a sensor. The mm. water will come out. Uh. The water, I mean, the soap also. There is a sensor. Yeah, you, know, you don't touch. You don't touch anything. Yeah, I think that's what is going to to solve. Now, a young generation. Even my, even even paranoia like the one that I have, because <laughs> I I use my elbow. I'm like I I ain't touching that. No, no, when you go I out, ain't touching that. You sense you and then you go out. <laughs> they open for you and then you go out. So you have touched nothing. Yeah, because you never know. Okay, when you are home. You know how at home it works. You know yeah. you know that everybody washes their hands, and you you're confident about that with the ones that you have in yeah. the house. Yeah. But when you are in a public toilet, um, yeah. at work or something, uh, I ain't touching that. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I just want to remove a certain myth about uh, yes. public toilets. Yeah, people have got uh, like uh, if uh, some there are some other women who get uh, urinary tract infections. Yes, and then the UTI. Yeah. Mm. They, they, they blame it on the the public toilet. Uh-huh. It's not so easy to really get uh, infected from a, a public toilet, even if somebody uh-huh. could not have cleaned it after they have used it. Okay. It's just a myth. The thing is, sometimes there are people who have been diagnosed and they were told this is a public, it's from a public toilet. And uh, I think it's easy. As a doctor, if I can explain <laughs> to you how you acquired that, I mean, I'll just blame something. So the toilet is to blame. Okay. But uh, it's a myth. It's a myth. Yeah. All right. So uh, may the Lord help, um, uh, what do we call it again? Uh, help my paranoia because your I. But it's good to be paranoid. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I wash everything. You know, everything should be covered with soap. Mm-hmm. If I could, I would even wash the door handles. Yeah, but don't go. overwash because uh, if you overwash, I need a little bit of bacteria. Yeah, you need a little but bit what of bacteria. But what if somebody with cholera did, you know, that tap thing for, for a couple of seconds and then they just had some droplets and then they opened the door and they went out? You know, I'm not sure how, how, how long uh, uh, cholera can survive uh-huh. you know, okay. outside the confines of the contaminated water. Yeah. But uh, oh, but maybe if the door is no longer wet, but sometimes you go in and the door is wet. Somebody touched it with wet hands. Yeah. So maybe there might be. Day, yeah. Yes. Okay. So, but uh, uh, it's far-fetched, Bongi. It's far-fetched. Yeah, Lord, help my paranoia. <laughs> Lord, help my paranoia. No, I'll pray for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, Your closing statements, uh, Dr. Tlaylen. My closing statements yes. are that uh, cholera is here. We shouldn't mm-hmm. uh, retell it just like uh, we did with uh, uh, COVID. Remember, we had we casually discussed COVID. Yeah. We didn't know that it's going to be such a big 
I think you and I discussed it more than anyone else in South Africa because we we started talking about it when it was, you know, far away and and, and we spoke about it for months. Um, And nobody said anything. Nobody would even ask a question because it's like, it's far-fetched. Yeah. The next thing we knew, it <laughs> was on our shores. Three months later, That's right. it yeah. was on our shores. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I would encourage that the people should just practice uh, uh, good hygiene. Uh-huh. And then uh, that that's the thing which kills at least 99.99% of all these uh, bacterial or viral infections. And we should be mindful that uh, our environment should also be sanitized, you know, at all times. And then we won't get all these infections. But lastly, again, just to recurb on the signs and symptoms. Well, uh, the number one thing is this watery discharge. I mean, watery diarrhea, which is very severe. Vomiting and then uh, stomach cramps. And uh, uh, sometimes uh, you get uh, dehydrated. More longer you have to be rushed to the hospital uh to be hydrated quickly before you know get any complications but the big thing is uh, this uh, watery diarrhea and stomach cramps included with uh, maybe vomiting Thank you so much, Dr. Telani, for coming through and uh, uh, for uh, empowering us in this regard, also for easing us up, but for also conscientizing us uh, so that we make sure that where we are, it's clean, uh, we're washing our hands, we're taking care of ourselves. There, There are certain things that we can't do when we are outside our homes. But there are those that we can do to prevent when we are in our homes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much uh, for that. For family members seeking to talk to Dr. Tlaib. Yeah, one, one last oh, thing. Okay, yes. Let, let us keep it that way that it doesn't become endemic or epidemic uh-huh. by taking all the precautionary measures that I spoke about to prevent and control this cholera. And then, uh, yeah, that's right. We've got five cases with one uh, mortality, which is not bad, mm-hmm. but the one is one too many. Yeah, there shouldn't be another death from cholera. This should be the end of it. Yeah, in South Africa. That's right. Yes. So, for family members seeking to talk to Dr. Tlailani, how do they get hold of you? Yeah, I can give my cell phone number out, which is zero seven eight seven three eight two six nine four, and then uh, anytime from six o'clock in the afternoon, I mean in the evening, to about nine o'clock past nine. Alrighty then, thank you so much. Because you need time for family, you need time for yourself. Um, So thank you. No calling at three Uh, 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 o'clock. Dr. Tlailan is sleeping by then. Thank you so much, Dr. Tlailan. May God awesomely bless you. Thank you very much, Bongi. And bye bye to the family out there. And family, Dr. Tlailan's numbers again between six and nine in the evening, 078-738-2694. 078-738-2694. As easy as the touch of a button, the message of life on 657 AM.